Hello, all, and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. I am your host, Officer Antoine Thomas. Yep, that's me. You know, I have some friends, and my my dad, he also, he likes to uh, do that intro. They make fun of me, uh, but they love it. They love it. Uh, they can't do it as quite as I can do it, Zach. I don't know if you can do it, but they try to do that. We do it at work. They love to say, hello, all, hello, all. And I said, no, that's not the way you do it. Hello, all. Hello, all. Look, we're glad to be here. It is a beautiful day. Um, we have uh, our wonderful weather. It's about 90 something degrees here in North Carolina. Okay. And so we're just enjoying um, our independence. We're enjoying our freedom. We're enjoying our God-given talents and our God-given rights. As you can see, uh, I have the American flag, of course. I have the thin blue lion flag that always sits and rests behind me. But today, I have old glory flying in the wind with uh, the thin blue lion just flying in the wind. And it's, I guess people are saying, how are you doing that? Is it because of your breath breathing on it? No, it is God's creation of air, okay, that is having this thing wave. If you look behind my guest, you see all those wonderful flags that he has represented behind him on top of the uh, ceiling there, the, North, uh, the American flag. He has the thin blue line flag. He has the uh, fire and rescue flag. Man, he is patriotic behind him. He has a patriotic flag. We are patriotic. So if you're smart enough, I wonder, do you have an idea what the title of this show is going to be? Will it have some type of patriotic in it somewhere? But no further ado. Listen, if you had not had the opportunity to listen to the last episode of season five, episode Six entitled, okay, titled, and I love the name Joe Biden. I am black, I am a Republican, but I did not vote for you. We had Tyrus Tatum on the show, which is a wonderful friend. Uh, matter of fact, Tyrus, if you if you all listen to that show, you heard him talk about the uh, wonderful Mash Burns and how much uh, he loved and adored them. Well, today we have one of those. Uh, family members on the show today. So I'm looking forward to introduce him in just a small second. But if you didn't have the opportunity to go back and listen, please do. That show will um, uplift you. You will have some laughs. You will get hungry, all that stuff, because we talked about a slew of different things. Farming, we talked about politics, we talked about policing. Oh, man, we talked about cars, guns. That was a power-packed show. So you have to go back and watch it. But with no further ado, I have a very special guest on the show with me today. He happens to be, and I say happens because, um, of course, he was born into it, so he happened to be. He is a PK. And for some of you may be wondering out there, what does that stand for? Peach? Uh, I don't know. Peach Kitchen? No, no, no. That is not what that stands for. That stands for Preacher's Kid. He is a Preacher's Kid with some other siblings that follow right behind him. He is not your stereotypical preacher's kid. He is not a bad kid, but he is rooted in God. He is rooted in his parents' principles and everything they've taught him about the great God we serve, the country that we live in. And he is an awesome guy. I had the pleasure of finally meeting him in person at our North Carolina State GOP convention, which was held at the middle of last month. And I'm so glad to have him on the show. Real Talk family. Would you please give it up to my friend, my guest, Zach Mashburn. Zach, how are you doing today, my friend? I am doing great. First of all, thank you for having me. Second of all, you know, America is the place to be. It is. 
It indeed is. You you know what? You can, you just summed up the whole show. We can go ahead and get out of here, Zach. Go ahead and shut everything down. America is the place to be. And you know, Zach, if it wasn't the place to be, since you posed that wonderful statement, if it wasn't, uh, our borders wouldn't have uh, millions of people bombarding it to get into this country. Would you agree with that? And we are uh, just privileged. We are not what we call um, lucky, but we're privileged, Zach, to be born in this nation, uh, despite what the media, the young folks in your age group are saying, even in my age group, above and below, are saying that this country is systemically racist, which we do not uh, agree, and I do not go along with that narrative. There are people in the country that are racist on all sides, but that's not the entirety or as we say in law enforcement, the totality of the situation. But we're going to move on because I have a lot of things to discuss with you about, Zach. But would you please, would you please do the listeners a great deal of favor to tell them who you are, where you have been, Zach. And then I want to know, and they want to know, where are you going, my friend? Well, again, my name is Zach Mashburn. Also, Zachary, people call me whatever. So you say, hey, dude, I answer to that. So whatever. Also, I also am working with my dad's camp. Later down on, you know, and Mr. Antoine can take us into that if you would like. But, um, you know, just I'll sum it up in this. I am a gun-toting Bible thumper. That's about as far as I'll say right there. But, um. Me and my sister, along with a few friends, also have a podcast called Freedom Factor. And um, really, we're just pushing the convictions that we have. And that is, you know, God, family, country, guns, anything about that nature, we're all about it. And all those things are important. Zach, when we first started off, you kind of lagged when I asked you to introduce yourself. You mentioned something about you serving on your dad's teams. Replay that once again so that the folks that are listening can get a great big picture of what that looks like. Okay. So at the moment, um, my father is running for state office here in North Carolina. And, you know, we are the team. So, you know, prayer has been our biggest tool. Mm-hmm. in all of this we would not have gone as far as we have without the lord himself and pre-prayer is very important and i can tell you that from experience but yes we are helping him as much as we can with our father's campaign it's a beautiful thing you know i've served uh for many years now in grassroots campaigns and uh someday i hope to sit at the forefront of my own, which is coming very soon. So you all stay tuned to that. But I mentioned something to you in person. I don't know if you remember what I said to you, uh, Zach, and the team. I said grassroots is the heartbeat of a campaign. And um, without a grassroots uh, lift, without a grassroots uh, approach, a campaign is nothing. Um I serve in a firm uh, that is a huge and it is very, very big political firm, right? Uh, my buddy started and I just happened to come along with him because I remember him bringing up the vision. Uh, as the Bible speaks about right division and make it plain, yeah, he did just that. 
And Al Galani of the uh, Big Red, man, I remember, he remembers many conversations when we were down below, when we had uh, similar stories but different backgrounds. Uh, we thought we were, well, the devil thought we were defeated. We said, no, this was all took place back in 2020. And we said, no, we're going to win no matter what. Yes, the forces are against us. And as it pertains to what was going on with me, the uh, left was against me, uh, even in the uh, particular agency that I worked at, being a Republican, an outspoken Republican, those forces was against me. But uh, as you and I both know, Zach, that no weapon formed against us will ever prosper if we keep God first, right? And that's what we did. So uh, I, I said all that to say this, Zach, that um, the heartbeat of a campaign is just that, but it's nothing wrong with a big firm. And so we appreciate all that people do. Uh, I know, again, what it feels like to run a campaign with a three or four people uh, on a good day, good two solid, dedicated people. We've done it. But uh, we appreciate what y'all are doing. Y'all keep fighting. And your dad does have an opportunity and a chance to become the next lieutenant governor and stay rooted and grounded. Um, and there's many other guys um, in that circus right there. And then what I mean by circus, don't uh, take it from what I'm saying as a downplay. I mean circus as – because any let, let's face it, any type of political campaign can be a circus because there's so much going on, so many moving parts. Um so I want to make sure everybody understands what I'm saying. I'm not being facetious or uh, disrespectful when I say a circus. But those are all good men in that circle, okay? And uh, I always say this, may the best man win. But um, we do support who we support, and we're looking to see. how Hedman's good man. Uh, he's been in politics a long time. Listen, I wish him the best. I wish um, Brother Mashburn, Allen, success. Uh, and all the others who's going to throw their name in the hat. But that can only be one winner, and uh, Godspeed. But enough said there. We can dive a little bit more into it. Today's show is very important, and I know I came in hot and heavy. Don't worry, I'm not tired yet. We have just started. Uh, this show is titled today, There Are Still, okay, follow me, some good Gen Zs that are patriotic who are left. So if I were to say it in this words, there are still some patriotic Gen Zs left. And you're looking at one right now on your screen, Zach Mashburn. Zach, let's dive into this very important talk. I want to know two things, and then we're just going to go off the cuff with it. Okay. How much does your relationship with God mean to you? It means the world. If it wasn't for him, what is my reason for even being here? Hmm. So it affects every aspect of our life, and I say our life, and you, you are talking about me, but, you know, as a family, we have to stay strong and stay together, right. so, you know, without that nuclear family, with the father, mother, children, and God in the center, there's no, it's not going to be as great. It will never be. It will never be. Zach, are you the uh, oldest or is, is your sister the oldest? I am the oldest, yes. That's what I figured. Zach carries himself in a very humble but mature way. And uh, he is obviously um, exactly what um, he's supposed to be. He's a God's kid. He's a Mashburn kid. Zach, my second question to you is just this. And I want you to be honest about it. I know you will. Uh, as it pertains to this great uh, country. I want to know, what does your love of country, okay, this country, what does that look like? Um, man, that is really hard to put 
You know, as we as a country, we understand that we are not perfect. That's right. That being said, we have been blessed beyond measure. We could we could not even fathom because our minds are so finite. But we have been blessed so much, and I would dare say just as much, if not more, than Israel. Now, you know, I'm not here to debate anybody, and I don't want to get controversial on, you know, that subject. But, you know, we have been so blessed, and, you know, just like the Bible tells us, love protects. So, you know, that may lead into some another conversation and here in a second. But... You know, if you really love your country, which we do, I know me and him do, and if you really love it, then you would do whatever it takes to keep the good that we still have here. And we are on a track right now with the current administration that we have over us in Washington, D.C. You know, they are not the best, and I'm not saying that we've ever had a great one, although I think Trump's our guy, but, um, uh, yeah, we want to do whatever we can to keep this country great. That's it. Make America great, man. Look at that. Like I, I listen, we keep Trump near us. Not because, uh, we, um, guess what? Uh, praise him or worship him. Not at all. Cause the Bible tells us that putting all the God before the God that we know to be true, right? That we have. So, but I, I just, I just want to show y'all that because I, I just want to get y'all prepared that the man's coming back. No matter what you see here, uh, okay, the guy's coming back. He's smiling because he's getting ready to make another appearance. And we're going to help him do that. And again, we have some great people in our um, state that's running. Mark Robertson, who we talked about in our last episode, episode six, uh, who's running for governor. We're putting every force behind it to make sure because, again, he is a gentleman who, uh, guess what, uh, honors God, country, family, and all those um, in maybe reverse order, God first, family, then country. Uh, but I'll let him be the judge and let him tell you. But as we know, at the end of the day, it all uh, comes into that one pot when it's said and done, those three that I mentioned to you. So, Zach, you said some very powerful. You said what we have left for this country and, of course, administration we have at this point uh, is, has not lived up to uh, what we just talked about, um, a nation um, that you uplift and support. But um, what we do know is that the Gen Zs and a lot of millennials, I happen to be on the back end of the millennials, they don't represent, they don't uplift, they don't support our nation as our, our mothers and our fathers and their fathers and their mothers did. Zach, would you agree with that? I would. This is, you know, Ten years ago, it was a completely different atmosphere. I hate to say it that way, but I really don't know how else to say it. So, lack of better terms, this is a different day and age than it was, you know, then. Completely was, you know, because uh, obviously they had never, our, our parents' generation and those that followed before and after them, um, I should say mostly after them, right? They never heard the term, would have never imagined that we would one day say we needed to defund the police. Uh, those things was never, um, I'm, I'm sure, ever came across anyone's mind because they understood that that was just a talking point. It was stupid, ludicrous, and it wasn't even worth mentioning. But what we have in America now is protest, 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 tear down, tear down. 
and that is synonymous with uh, what we have today. So that fits defund the police, okay? Because when you defund the police or get rid of police, then you can um, have a day of what I call purge, and you can create more havoc and uh, wreak more havoc, and you can also create and um, wreak more crime. So yes, that is synonymous. Yeah, we know back in the days in the civil rights movement, way before our, uh, maybe our parents uh, was uh, alive, that the civil rights movement, we know about the protests. Uh, some were a little bit what they call um, rogue, but it wasn't as violent as we see today. Um, but we know that these things have happened, Zach. But the Gen Zs, most of them, okay, a great deal of them, do not respect, honor our police, our military, uh, adults in general. But you come up from a different breed, which is why the title of this show is that there are still some patriotic Gen, Gen Zs left. And we want to add your sister to this conversation because I know uh, she believes and does the same things because your household is rooted and grounded, like I said. But we're moving on from that, Zach. I want to know this. Do you think that the Gen Zs and even some uh, millennials, do you think they have fallen by the wayside as it pertains to trying to uh, enlist into the United States military, whether that be the Marines, the Navy, the Air Force, um, uh, any special forces as that's concerned? Uh, and we'll even add uh, uh, SpaceX, right? Is that the right one? No. What's yeah. the one? Is that the one? Um, all those. Uh, Space Force. Space Force. That's it. There you go. Um, we don't, I think SpaceX is the, uh, SpaceX is the uh, astronaut stuff, right? The, the, yeah. uh, okay, moving on. I know, we're, we're, we're digressing. What do you think about that, Zach, as it pertains to that? Well, I mean, you know, like me and you just mentioned, the, you know, if young people are taught and it's drilled into their minds, you know, that we are a bad country, that we have a lot of problems, and, you know, we just mentioned, yes, we are not perfect, but you got to put that but there because we have been set on the right track by our forefathers. And the only reason because of that is there was much, much godly influence from our founders whenever they wrote the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. And we must remember that. And, you know, whenever kids, and I say this all the time, I still consider myself a kid. So, you know, and I'm 18 years old. So, you know, the people that's my age or younger, y'all can get mad at me all you want. You can be calling the dog or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, if we are taught, you know, there's nothing to love about this country, then why would I want to protect that? So, you know, whenever people are talking about, um, I heard somebody just the other day, a local sheriff that used to, you know, run the basic law enforcement training at our community college here. He said, you know, we're just having a really, really hard time with people that want to sign up, and become a police officer. And you see all these, um, you know, you see all these numbers that saying that we are falling behind on recruiting. Well, you know, I hate to say it, but we, and I say that as, you know, Americans, we the people set ourselves up for failure in the fact that we taught our young people that there's nothing to love about this country. And if you don't love it, why would you protect it? 
profound profound and that sums that up because at the end of the day that is what our um, schools are teaching as it pertains to crt i did a show on that do you believe that crt um i, I forget the whole title i'll just say this uh, crt um is a prerequisite of the citizens hating the police something to that effect but basically it tied it home to of course crt is implemented in many different things and law enforcement is implemented and our government all these things because they're saying that again our um, country is systemically racist towards uh, blacks whites hating blacks um and we know back in history that done that did have a huge effect but 2023 is that still what we are dealing with as we sit in this chair today a black and a white um gentlemen both of us being of different pigments we're here talking as brothers as christians as like-minded and nothing that we have uh, ever encountered since we met has been anything that's uh of a talk that hey man you're my white brother you're my black brother no we are brothers and so uh this is what the country schools universities are teaching that we have to still have this divide we must first we enter the room look at how many um different people of colors are in the room how many match our color how many don't match our color that's what they're teaching how many people are uh within your makeup of your job how many black people work in your job how many white people that's irrelevant the job is based on what you have signed up for what you have the skills to do and sometimes that happens to be that there's more white people in the dominant uh profession than one or the other why is that because the black person may have not had the education to do it or they don't seek that uh level of um office or position so but we can always tie it back into racism. And that's the blurred lines. You know, that's the blurred lines. And I'm not going to sit and be a hypocrite and say that some people are um, blocked out of jobs due to their color. That's on the person who is hiring them. That's on the CEO or the uh, human resources, whoever makes up that particular um, aspect. And, of course, we know here in America that that is going wrong. That is illegal to do that based on the color of your skin, your gender your disabilities but we're not here to discuss it but we're bringing it all home because all this zach as you stated it goes into that teach us that um we should hate our country so why are they going to go put their lives on the line because we all know uh serving the military there's our chances when a war happens and that we are fully engaged in that war that some folks may not make it back alive so why would they risk their lives for a country they hate allegedly we that's saw right. that that's exactly right and um you know, like you were just saying, I am so sick and tired uh -oh. of the news all the time that they throw this narrative. This African-American. Antoine, you're African-American. No, you're an American. They want to say I'm Caucasian. No, they want to say I'm white. Forget that. I am an American. You are American. You cut, you cut me and your wrist. There's going to be red, white, and blue. And like you were just saying, you know, teach the kids to love and to love their country. And I will say, let me give some people some hope here. There are still a lot of kids out there that love their country and still understand that we have it better than most. And a lot of those people don't have, you know, quite that great of that understanding as some. But, you know... I have seen a lot, you know, you mentioned at the beginning, my dad being a pastor, you know, and he's been able to travel to Israel and, you know, he's seen a few of these different countries and places and, you know, 
we had it so much better off. And, you know, and let me get back to my point. I digress. Um, yeah, there's still a lot of kids out there that love this country. And going back to the, you know, why are we not meeting the recruitment requirements that we have? Well, there's a lack of leadership, like you just mentioned, with the current administration that we have. I mean, you know, and I will, I haven't shared this story hardly at all, but I will here. You know, what kid, what male kid has not thought at some point, wouldn't it be awesome to be, you know, part of a special forces team? Wouldn't it be awesome to be one of those guys kicking down the doors? Would it not be awesome to go and breach one of those doors for the cause of freedom? And, you know, we saw what this current administration did with the Afghanistan withdrawal. And I think that that was the line in the sand for a lot of people, because I know that was for me. So after that, the military any branch was out of question as long as this current administration was still here. So we have to teach the generations, current generations and ones after us to love our country. It's very important that we do it, Zach. It's very important. Let me ask you this. Did you attend um, your sister as well? Did y'all attend private, public, or homeschooling? Which one did y'all grow up with? Now, I was public school till about second grade, so I don't even know if that counts. But um, Lexi was, she was in public school till about, I think it was kindergarten. I think it was just kindergarten, as far as I know, as far as I remember. Okay. But um, yeah, we've been homeschooled since then. Let me ask you this. Why do you think your parents decided to take y'all out um, of um, public and then put y'all not in private, but in, well, technically it is private, in your own residence school. Let's call it residence school. Okay. Uh, home okay. school. Um, AKA yeah, home so, school. Okay. That's good. Um, they saw early on that they left a lot of the values that were important to bring a child up in. You know, the Bible tells parents to raise a child in the way they should go, not want to go. Wow. So it was, it is my parents' job to raise us up in the way that we should go. So they saw early on that they were leaving the values and convictions that we as children should have. So as soon as they could, they took us out and they started homeschooling us. Beautiful thing. Do you feel that you've gained so much more, not only knowledge uh, as it pertains to education, but the history? Did you learn things in the history that your friends uh, and maybe family members in public school did not learn? Um, Yeah, I would say that I have learned more than a majority. Now, a lot of that is... You know, I had opportunities that many kids, many students, I should say, did not have because we were homeschooled. So, you know, at a young age, I was able to go to Raleigh 
and meet, you know, what was then our current lieutenant governor. I can't even remember the year because that was, I can't remember now, but um, we were able to go meet and talk to them about, you know, what do homeschoolers need to make it easier for us, for the parents to put God first in their homes and teach their child in the way that they should go. Not only that, just in the past three years, and three years ago I wasn't graduated, but just in the past three years, and being involved in you know, this political field, I've been able to you know, help with the American Renewal Project, which has been great for me because we have been able to meet pastors all over North Carolina. And, you know, getting the truth out there because the truth is so important nowadays. And, you know, I've been able to sit in on um, briefings with some elected officials, some past elected officials, also some briefings that um, had very um, sensitive information and none that was too sensitive to where it was classified where I couldn't listen to it. But okay. I've been, I have had a um, very unique opportunity travel this state within the past five years and you know just exploring and learning and you know i say this all the time i'll never be done learning just the past year has taught me that i will never be done learning. <laughs> oh so, no the lord appointed the responsibility of your children to those parents so this is nothing new so if you are even thinking about the idea of starting to homeschool do it if you need to talk to somebody reach out there are so many moms and dads i'm not excluding dads here because there's a lot of dads that you know are involved too including my father but there are so many people that are so excited because you know like you just mentioned there is a movement of this Stop teaching all this junk. You've got the CRT, you've got the critical theory. Where they're not teaching CRT, they're most likely pushing some critical theory in there somewhere. And, you know, so homeschooling, I say it's the way, way to go. You're a brilliant man because my next question is going to segue into that CRT. And you hit it on the nail, man. That's what I'm talking about right there. That stuff is not rooted in the uh, residents' uh, homeschooling curriculum, is it? CRT. Can we find um, that? No, I would not say it is. CRT is something that has to be pushed. It happens on purpose. These curriculums that you could get from a Becca, you could get from Bob Jones, and you know that's those are not the only ones out there. There are so many out there. You as a parent can pick and choose, and you can teach your child whatever you think that they should know. So do not be scared about that. As for the CRT, you know, it is so terrible. It has infiltrated every aspect of the 
government systems and really anything the government has open to the public that we the people pay for. I mean, we were talking with um, Mr. Dale Falwell, our state treasurer, and, you know, not an endorsement by any means, but he was saying that some of the DEI and a little bit of the, you know, some of that can cross over into the CRT and DEI and all that junk can kind of be a blurry line where you don't even know, you know, how to separate the two anymore. But he's saying that some of that's even infiltrating the bank systems now. So it is just horrible. It's stupid. It definitely is. And for those who don't know the acronym from DEI, that is Diversity, Equity, and um, Equity and uh, Inclusion, uh, we should say. Um, as you look at that, that has infiltrated all over. It has been in the law enforcement world for God knows when. Um, got a little upset at Chick-fil-A recently, but how can we not love the Lord's chicken? But they implemented DEI, brought a brother who was already serving in the Chick-fil-A Corporation, but they brought him to the level of VP to oversee DEI. Now, DEI, we don't need diversity, equity, and inclusion because all these things should already be included. So why are we breaking it down to where we make it known? That's all they're doing. They're spotlighting these things to make it, like you stated very profoundly, Zach, it is being pushed. It is a narrative that you have to push and you have to sell. And I said it before, I've said it again, that is why they started the level of elementary school. If they could uh, get into the brains of preschoolers, they would do it. But we know they're not even able to comprehend any of that. But in elementary, they start early because we know that simultaneously when we talk about the Bible says train up a child in the way they should go. When he's old, he won't depart. So that is what they're doing, taking it out of context on the evil side and doing it. They're training up a child uh, in the way that I'm going to say they should not go. But that's why we have CRT. That's why we have the LGBTQ plus IAEFGK, all these things being pushed. That is why we have DEI. That is why we have CRT. It is infiltrate the young minds. But you hit on a nail, um, and I appreciate you for being honest about homeschooling. We are not being paid by any organization as it pertains to homeschooling. But I know I've heard a lot of parents say they have pulled their students and their kids out of public school and put them in homeschool. At the end of the day, our taxpayer money is funded. Okay, um, well, the school system is funded by our taxpayers' money, and yet we still don't have that huge voice. There are people all over this country that, that you know of that are fighting for the rights, and one of the best organizations that we can think of right now, now Moms for Liberty. These women, are, they just had a conference uh, where the president was there in Philadelphia. These women are fighting. I know some very good ones in North Carolina and California, uh, South Carolina that are fighting for, as Biden and Kamala would say, but I'm going to say it better than for the soul of this nation. They're fighting for the real soul of the nation uh, to save what's left of it, and that's our kids. And so, Zach, we appreciate you and your family for being one of those ones who have uh, brought you up in the right way. Zach, I want to segue into this in our last few fleeting moments to talk about um the way we see our country as it pertains to party lines. You know, many um, people are affected by the liberalism, the Democratic uh, Party, and they are afraid to join the Republican Party. We saw more than ever in our uh, 20, 
2023 election, um, or I should say 2022 election, as it pertained to um, young folks in, in the universities. I'm going to stick right for the universities, people that can vote. They did not, and they refused to go to the Republican Party because they have been given this false doctrine that we're still the uh, party of racism, um, exclusion, not inclusion. Uh, we are the party of hate. And so uh, we saw that. We saw that in the last election. A lot of them went towards uh, the Dems way because they felt as though that was a party that's uplifting them, that is allowing them to be free, allow them to spray their wings and fly. In reality, Zach, that's the party that's telling telling them to tear things down, to tear people down, to beat people up. But what do you say about that, Zach? Do you think there will be a turnaround as it pertains to your generation, um, as it leads out to the next generation? Do you think our country has some hope and support if we're still here before God takes us out? Do you see this climate changing? I know I've said a lot, but do you see... This political climate changing and you know, sit here and tell you that you know everything's gonna be okay. Republicans are gonna win. You know, I wish I could tell you that. But the truth of the matter is if you know Christians and you know, I know we're talking about the Democrat and Republican parties here and then you got the independents, but let's be honest. Politics is not going to save this country. It's not going to save this state. Only the Lord can save this state. I love it. So, I mean, you know, you might have to calm me down here because I'm about to start preaching. Go right ahead, but, my friend. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think everyone should read the party platforms. And to the Republicans that do not stick to the party platform, yet they come back every election and say... Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a, I'm a Republican, but yet they won't even vote for the or even co-sponsor the very bill in the North Carolina General Assembly that was the closest thing we had to a total ban on abortion that we've been waiting for 50 years. Mm. Don't you dare call yourself a Republican. Wow. So, yeah, I don't want to hear that. But back to what you were saying, do I see the tide changing? You know, the more people that speak out, the better. And we're seeing that right now. If it continues and God's people on this earth, in this country, pray for mercy and repent of our national sin, which was the abortion. I mean, how many babies? Over 40 million babies have been murdered. Murdered. Slaughtered. Murdered. And yet we sit at the dinner table ridiculous it is something that is uh ever changing it is something that is of the most and we don't understand it i can't believe it and how dare we want it we have got to change what we're doing here in society
government just interfered in that? Is that was that what you're saying, Zach? Do you think they were trying not to get this information out? Or they tried to block us by interrupting our internet system. Was is that what happened? No, Zach? I think Satan is blocking us because the truth is coming out. And Satan himself, at the root of it all, is blocking. Yeah. But we cannot be stopped. We have figured it out. We've said it. We've preached it. Um, but Zach, I, just to piggyback what you were saying a minute ago, how dare these rhinos call themselves Republicans for not standing up for the true thing that we as Republicans stand up for, and that is the right to live. The Bible speaks of it, that thou shall not kill. And yet we're doing it in our party. And I appreciate you so much for adding on to that. As we wrap up, uh, this has been a great show. We're going to do it again. Mason, your brother, your friend, my uh, new friend could not make it on with us, but I had in mind to have him on with us as it pertains to some great patriotic Gen Z's left. But I want to leave on this note, uh, Zach, and I want you to tell the listeners here, what is your particular support and how can we do better at it uh, of law enforcement, the men and women that serve in blue? Hmm. Well, there's many things that we, the people could do. And the number one, I just talked to our local sheriff in Montgomery County, just talked to him, I think, two days ago. And he said, we really need prayer. So coming straight from our county sheriff, he said, we need prayer. And we're going to go more into, you know, we're going to go more in depth on our podcast on that with him, hopefully, if we can get the time situated right. But we need to pray for our law enforcement because, you know, just like a man, a... And once again, we are freezing up. But I'll tell you this, we ain't going nowhere. We're going to continue the fight. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will always rejoice and be glad in it. I can hear you, man. We are completely right. There's the forces that are against us, the principalities, the devil. He don't want this to come out. He don't want the truth to come out, man. And uh, you're exactly right. I agree with that. I've never had this many Internet connection issues. We're speaking truth here on Real Talk. But go ahead, wrap that up for us. Uh, your support for law enforcement. You said that your sheriff in Montgomery, uh, Montgomery, right? Did I pronounce that right? Uh, yeah. County uh, says that support is needed by prayer. Without prayer, we can do nothing. So go ahead and end there uh, with what you were saying. Okay. So, yeah, we were just talking with our local sheriff not too long ago, and he said, you know, the number one thing we need right now is prayer. And we are so blessed in Montgomery County to have a sheriff that understands the power of prayer and what it means to be a Christian. And he is he has just been great. So prayer, support, uplifting. And the last thing we need to do is defund the police. The last thing we need to do is not defund the police. I love it because there's no way we're going to be able to do that. And you know, in your county, that'll never be a, even a question of concern. Y'all were going to be uh, uplifting and defending the police like so. Zach, you said a whole lot. Great show today. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your insight. 
I appreciate you for being one of the few Gen Zs that are patriotic who are left in the United States. And your job, I commission you to continue to teach your generation uh, what it means to, first of all, serve God, what it means to uh, enjoy, love, and want the opportunity to protect this great nation because there is a lot left to save and we can do it uh, by, like you stated, uh, being forgiven, asking God to forgive us of our greatest national sin. And you hit on the nail when you said abortion. Zach, I've enjoyed you so much, my friend. And if there's anything you want to leave this audience with, I'm going to give you uh, a couple minutes to do so. The floor is yours, my friend. Thank you. Well, first of all, it has been a honor to be on your podcast on the 4th of July. How fitting. I mean, come on. So to the viewers and listeners out there, if you are a Christian, be that salt and light. We need it now more than ever. Me and Mr. Thomas here, we travel all over. I travel all over the state. It seems like Mr. Thomas here is everywhere. <laughs> but um, be that salt and light and always carry your Bible and your rifle. That's all I got. <laughs> I love it. I like to read this Bible here. Uh, it was given to go. me by some great people, if you can see that, okay? This is the law enforcement Bible, the New Testament, and uh, I enjoy things that, uh, of course, the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation is something we should always live by. But, Zach, I appreciate your patriotic uh, support. I appreciate your support for law enforcement. And, um, again, Godspeed on the campaign. And I want to end this show by saying always you should, audience, reach one, and you should always want to teach one, which we did today. And I pray and I know we definitely reach some. Uh, as we wrap up this show, I want to say, uh, Lord, as I always do at the end of this segment, please continue to bless this great nation besides and despite what people say. This still is a great nation. God, continue to bless us that we made the right decisions. God, continue to bless our United States Armed Forces, all the women and men that are serving in that capacity. And God, please Continue to bless our men and women that are serving in blue all across America. And until we have the opportunity to talk again, Godspeed. We'll see you very soon. Zach, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Thoroughly enjoyed it.